hello everybody. Welcome to Dulce America. My name is Bing Futch and thank you very much for joining me. It is the month of July 2022. We've been having a great time this spring and summer looking at the foundations of music. We went over rhythm in May, we went over melody in June, and now in July we're going to take that melody and marry it together with harmony, sweet, sweet harmony. So hopefully you got checked out last month's episodes. And if not, this is going to be a beginner level uh, continuation of an episode 599 uh, from last month where we're going to take Birmingham Jail and we're going to take that melody that we worked on and we're going to add a harmony to it, which basically means we're going to be playing chords throughout this piece. Now there is tablature available, so you can download the tablature below from my Patreon open house. And when you've got that music downloaded, you can follow along with me. If you don't have the music or a way of downloading it, don't worry. I will put some clips up here on the screen so you can follow along. But do check out episode 599 first, just to see where we're at. And then we can kind of jump on in here. All right, so Birmingham Jail, a great tune, uh, traditional tune, made famous by a lot of people, including uh, the late, great Lead Belly. Uh, also known as Down in the Valley and a lot of other types of tunes. It's a three-quarter waltz piece, so we are in three-four time. We are in DAD tuning. And our focus is going to be all about the harmony. So we've got this beginning. We've got this melody. We've got seven notes that we can work with out of a key signature. We happen to be in the key of G major today. That's one sharp, F sharp. We've learned already the key signature is basically the rules for the piece. Here are what notes you can play, here are what chords you can play, now go play. <laughs> now of course we can break a lot of rules and do borrowed chords, borrowed notes, and do a lot of different things to make things interesting. So nothing is hard and fast and carved in concrete, but it's kind of fun to play within these constraints, if you will. So we have our key signature and we have seven notes that make up the scale for that key signature. Those seven notes can be used to create melody. And a melody is typically what we hum when we're thinking about a tune that we like a lot, you know. Great example of a melody that doesn't require anything but itself to let you know what it is, is this one. Now, if you know the song, you know the song, but if you don't know the song, it would be kind of hard to guess that that is Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. But it's one of those wonderfully written melodies that stands on its own without needing chords and other things to take place. Of course, when we do harmonize that melody and add other elements to it for a full arrangement, it really, really does pay off. So a melody is one single line, one note after each other, different notes at different pitches, high, and low and different rhythms, long and short. And that basically, in a nutshell, is what melody is, all by its lonesome. And it's great, we can whistle, we can hum, and of course we can play very, very simple melodies on the mountain dulcimer. Now, what happens is we can harmonize that melody with other notes from the scale. And there are a couple of different ways that we can describe these harmonies. There's consonant and there's dissonant. Consonant means it's pleasing to the ear. It's, uh, it's sweet, 
it's nice, it's lovely, it's good. That would be something like, oh, the difference, uh, let's put together a couple of these like this. How about this? So we got A as my root note, and then I've got F sharp. So that is the sixth note of the A major scale, and that interval, the distance between those two notes, is a major sixth interval. That's a pleasing sound, isn't it? That's a nice consonant sound. Now, what if I take A and put it together with E, the fifth note of the scale? That's pleasant as well. That's a perfect fifth above the root. A and then to E is the perfect fifth, the fifth note of the scale. That's really nice. Let's find a C sharp here and do that same thing. This will sound really good because this is a major third interval. Isn't that sweet? That is a very sweet interval. That's the major third. These are all consonant, all consonant intervals. They're sweet sounding, they sound, they land on our ears and they sound good. So what about dissonant? If we've got consonant, which sounds sweet and good to our ears, dissonant probably means the opposite, right? Dissonant means unpleasant sounding, not so good on the ears. Let's take a small interval like uh, a minor second. This is dissonance. Ooh, my goodness. It's a little sour, isn't it? It's a minor second interval. An interval that's not quite so sour is the major seventh. We'll go from G to F sharp. Sorry, uh, let's go, uh, yeah, 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 G to F sharp here. That's not terribly dissonant, but it's a little disturbing, isn't it? It's a little edgy, so we would call that a dissonant harmony as opposed to a consonant harmony. And you can call all seven notes from the root or all six notes from the root. You can all call them different things depending on your taste. I mean, you might find this to warm the cockles of your heart and that might be consonant to you. So it's really all subjective, isn't it? As music largely is. But I think we can all agree that there is definitely sweetness happening here. And there's definitely some craziness happening there. And that's really pretty much all you need to know about these harmonies. So wherever we are playing a melodic note, wherever we're playing this melody, in the case of uh, Birmingham Jail, and we can do that a couple different ways. We can follow the note and give it a different harmony, which means another note providing that harmonic relationship, we can provide a different harmony every single time we change notes. Or we can drone a harmony or a couple of harmonies and not change notes every single time the melody changes and just provide sort of a constant tone that will harmonize along with what we're doing. Oftentimes when we're playing chords, that's exactly what we're doing is we're just providing a pleasant support to harmonize along with the melody. So, let's go ahead and take a look at Birmingham Jail.
key of G. So since we aren't using a capo on this, we were playing everything just on the melody string. that you've downloaded for today's episode. All I'm doing is playing the bottom line. The bottom line corresponds with the melody string. We repeat, go back to the beginning. And we're gonna walk up to that, that target looking thing or the, the you know, the, the site, target site looking thing. That's coda. It's gonna take us to seven, where the other coda is, and then walk down. All right, so the way we're gonna harmonize this today is we're gonna just provide some chords to back it up. But basically, we could provide harmony for each one. So we can go. So the first note is G. In terms of pleasing harmonies, uh, if you go three notes away, four notes away, five notes away. Those are the sweet spots for real nice melodies. Um, so if I've got G as my first note, I play B as my first harmony note. That's sweet. That's a sweet harmony. That's a major third harmony, so it's very, very consonant. Now if I maintain the distance between my fingers, I should be able to just play the melody with my thumb and get a resulting harmony with my index finger. Remember, we're gonna go open, O, three, four, five. So for my first note, I'm actually gonna do the harmony here first. And then when I hit G, so I, I was thinking about harmonizing G, and that does work very nicely there. In fact, our open chord is G, so that's fine. What I'll do is I'll hold on to that B on the middle string for two. How about that? Now, I'm gonna move up to A. And the major third harmony for A would be C sharp, which is here at the second fret on the middle string. Um, I'm okay with that, but not okay with that. And why am I not okay with that? Because technically speaking, if we put C sharp in there, we're playing a note that's not in the scale. See, G is C natural, and that doesn't sound right to my ears. We actually need to play that as a C natural to make it fit in the key of G major. So I'm gonna start with B, we have our first note, harmony. I'll bring in G, the second note, leave that harmony. Now, when I hit A, I'm gonna hit C. Ah, that's nice. That's very nice. Now, we are going to go up to B, and the harmony I'm gonna choose is D. That's gonna harmonize very nicely with that. Major third as well, so. So. That would be harmonizing note by note. So, 
and it's as simple as that. It's just finding the note that you're going to harmonize with the note in the melody and then moving them. Now, you don't have to do all that movement. What we're going to do today is simply layer the chords in and the harmonies will be there as they need to be. So we're going to keep that focus on the melody, but we are going to harmonize by using these chords. All we're doing is taking the melody, adding harmony, and then adding in a supporting bass note. That bass note anchors the chord and gives us a nice solid foundation. And every chord is made up of three parts. The root, the lowest pitch note. The third, which could be either major or minor, that's the middle note. And then the highest pitch note, which is the fifth. And that highest pitch note is often what we're using for our melody note. So every chord consists of one melody note, a harmony note, and a low support note. And that's what you do with chords, basically. So let's go ahead and harmonize this using today's music. What we're going to do is we're going to go open, three, four. Our melody note is five. We're going to harmonize this with an L-shaped G major chord. Now I bar my L-shapes, which means I leave my fingers on the strings all the way across, not just two. I put my ring finger on the melody string, and the reason being is sometimes we need to go down there for a melody. So all I got to do is pick up my thumb my ring finger is already there picking up that melody note on three. Okay, from the top. One, two, three, one, two, three. Getting into a two, three, four D major chord slant chord. There's our melody. We're harmonizing it right here and then we're adding actually not a D on the bass, but adding an F sharp on the bass, which is the major third. It sounds fine. That's called an inverted chord. This would be a first inversion where we're taking the third of the chord and making it the lowest pitch note. You don't need to know that, but it will be helpful down the road to know that. So we're going to do that again. Easy change from G to D. Now hold on to these two notes on the bass and middle string as long as you can while you do the next part here, which is going to walk up two, ring fingers getting two, sorry, thumb gets four, thumb's going to reach up to six. We're holding this two, three, six, and that's giving us a D7. It's a dominant seven chord. It's actually a four note chord which uh, involves a major chord, and then the fourth note is the seventh note of the scale down a half step, a flat seventh or a minor seventh interval. It's a four note chord, but as long as we bring in the seventh and we've got two other elements of the chord, typically by bringing in that flat seventh, it sounds good. In this case, the flat seventh, think about it, the D major scale, the seventh note of the scale is C sharp. Take it down a half step, that's C natural. That's what we're playing here. So we've got D, the root of the chord, on the middle string, F sharp, the major third, on the bass, and then we've got this uh, flat seven, C. And that's the melody. So the melody is actually saying, yes, make this a D7 chord. That's kind of cool how songwriters can be sneaky like that. Two, three, take it down to four after we do our D7. Okay. And then we're going to walk up 
two, three, four. Two, three, four from the ring finger. Thumb does the work there, and then back to bar three. Then we repeat. Take our finger off of the melody string. Open, three. Get ready for our coda jump. Four, five, seven, D major extended slant chord. Walking in down into a D7. And then bar three. A lot of sustain going on there. We got a lot of chords tied together. And as we talked about in May with our rhythm workshops, when we've got uh, a chord that is sustaining or a melody that's sustaining for longer than a beat and a half, two beats, add a little something something in there. Well, we got a lot of something somethings to fill in to keep this thing moving. Remember, three, four time, I like to do kind of a. One, two, and three, and one, two, and three, and one. Ah, ah, da, da. Something along those lines. Remember the selective strum. Focus on your melody when the melody's moving. When it's not, avoid the melody string and focus your extra strums on bass and on the middle string. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back to May and check out the first episode. <laughs> All right, and the second episode too. Here we go. So I'm going to go ahead and bar three just so that my opening drone is going to be in G where we need to be. Here we go. playing through with chords and support in July. I hope you guys have enjoyed this little study. If you're beginners out there watching this, please don't ignore the next couple of episodes. Even though they're for intermediate and advanced, there's a lot of things you can pick up there. And even if you think you might not be ready for it, you'll soak in the information and then one day, when you least expect it, it'll actually be there in your subconscious. It'll It'll pop out and be there waiting for you. So please do join me next week as we continue a look at the June tunes, and we're now going to take them and harmonize all of them. Plus, we also have a bonus week in July, so the last week here, I have no idea what we're going to do, but we'll find out together. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you soon.